Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Elemental Evan podcast. This is your host, Evan Roberts. And on this show, I break down complex health topics from a holistic perspective while also providing a short breakdown and list of actionable steps at the end of every episode so that you can take all of this information and knowledge that you find in these episodes and actually apply them to your life right after listening to them. Because after all, knowledge is power, but it's applied knowledge that is wisdom and it is applied knowledge that actually will create change in your life. And that is my goal. I don't want you to just hear these episodes and let them go in one ear and out the other, but I want you to actually apply them to your lives and see the benefits of them for yourself. So today's episode is going to be on a topic that some might say is controversial. It is definitely something that has been debated heavily online over the last however many years, um, and that is counting calories and if it's actually even healthy, right? Because that is the whole goal here is really trying to obtain true health. So on this show, we're going to cover if counting calories is actually healthy, which I'm sure many of you have either tried counting calories or know someone who has. And to that, have you actually seen anyone receive benefit from counting calories? Um, I personally have, and I'm sure many of you have as well. But the real question here is, was it a lasting benefit? Was it something that they were able to do for a long period of time? That is a different question altogether and probably has a lot of different answers. So on this show, we are going to cover if counting calories is actually healthy, if it's sustainable, and what, in my opinion, is going to be the most sustainable lifestyle, or if you want to call it, quote unquote, a diet that would be most sustainable for longevity and uh, for the rest of your life. So jumping in right away into the hot question here, is counting calories healthy? This is a tough one, and as with most things in the health and wellness field, it is not black and white. But if I had to give a very straightforward answer to this question, which definitely, just mind you, there's going to be an asterisk because I'm going to circle back on this, but if I had to give a very straightforward answer, it would be that counting calories, yes, is indeed healthy. Counting calories is healthy for the reason that if you are overweight or even if you just have some excess weight on you, counting calories can help you to lose weight. That is 100% very true and it's been proven many, many times that counting calories does lead to weight loss if done appropriately. Now, the reason weight loss is so healthy for those of you who don't already know this, and this is probably just really basic news to most of you, but nonetheless, I'm gonna cover it. When you lose weight, it will literally help out almost everything in your body. Like we're talking about glycemic improvement, so AKA diabetes prevention, triglyceride reduction, sleep apnea improvement, knee pain and movement improvement, uh, depression improvement, mobility improvement, increased sexual function in terms of erectile function for men and improved sexual dysfunction in women, improved fertility, decrease in all-cause mortality, and honestly, just AKA makes you overall healthier. So if you are someone who is overweight, just carries a little excess weight on them, then yes, counting calories is going to be healthy and beneficial. However, is it 
the healthiest thing to do. No, by no means do I actually think counting calories is the most healthy thing that you can do. I think it is a great tool. It's something that can be used for a period of time and can be a benefit and has definitely helped out many, many people who, you know, were overweight and needed to lose some excess weight. So yes, it does benefit in that realm. And anytime you are losing weight, especially if you are, you know, overweight or obese, obviously not someone who is extremely uh, skinny and might not actually benefit from losing weight, but obviously we're talking about people who have the weight to lose. It is going to be very beneficial. But counting calories, while it can help you lose weight, also means that you could technically be eating Mickey D's all day, every day, and still be losing weight. And yes, that is actually true. There have been studies done, and I can't quote them right now, but uh, there were people who were eating like fast food and it was very little because it's so calorie dense, but they were able to eat food from a fast food joint and actually lose weight. So yes, it is possible to do that. Um, I do not recommend it, but it is possible. So we really need to remember here that what you eat will literally become you. You are what you eat. It is the building blocks of our bodies, the food that we are putting in our mouth will become us. So if you count calories, yes, you may lose weight, but you will still probably be eating foods that personally I would consider to be very similar to a poison. For example, we know that many additives that are placed in our foods are terrible for our health and are even known to cause things like cancer, diabetes, mental health disorders, and overall just making you feel groggy and lazy. So yes, you can eat whatever you want and lose weight, but it is not going to technically make you super healthy, especially when it comes to the long run, right? Looking down the road 50 years, 60 years. So that brings me to the topic of what is it that I consider to be a healthy lifestyle that is going to last you for, you know, the rest of your life, essentially. Well, I focus on a diet that is primarily focused on longevity. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with the word longevity, basically longevity is having a life that is both long, but a life that you can enjoy, right? And that's something that I'm very heavily focused on as well, because having a long life is one thing, and that's great. But if you're having a long life where the last 10 years of your life are, you know, spent stuck in front of a TV because your body is no longer mobile and your brain is not really there, you're not able to remember things very well, uh, you know, and you're not allowed to really leave the house on your own. To me, that is not something that I'm shooting for. I am shooting for having a life that is both long and a life in which I'm still with it in my later years. So that is the type of diet, if you want to call it a diet. I personally just call it a lifestyle because that is truly what it is. So for that reason, eating foods that are going to not only help you maintain a healthy weight, but also help you to feel better and feel energized and allow you to do all of the things that you want to do in your later years is what I'm mainly focused on. Counting calories tends to be a practice that people can upkeep for, you know, 
a couple months, a year, maybe even five years, maybe even 10 years, but eventually they fall off the bandwagon. It just seems to be one of those things that is a tool, right? And it's a tool that you use for a period of time, but it's not a sustainable thing. Now, don't get me wrong, of course, there might be an outlier here and there where someone has just counted calories their entire life and kudos to them, right? But for the most part, I would say 99% of people fall off of that bandwagon at one point or another. And like I said, it can be a great tool to have if you need it, if you need to use it for weight loss, but the thing is, is when you only use it for a period of time, if you never set a foundation for good eating habits, you're very likely to fall back into those habits that you had before you started counting calories. And that's why you tend to see a lot of these people doing that seesaw momentum with their diets where they drop a lot of weight and then they gain a lot of weight and they drop a lot of weight and they gain a lot of weight. And that's because they never established a healthy foundation in which they could rely on. See, we don't want to just add a tool. We actually want to change how we live our lives, how we eat, right? If you are just counting how many calories of McDonald's you eat, as opposed to actually eating real healthy food, well, once you drop that counting of calories, you're going to just go back to the same food that you've been eating, which is the Mickey D's, and you're just going to eat it in larger proportions and have the same issues that you had before you started counting calories. So, I am here focused on really getting to the root and changing from the base, right? Not just putting a little Band-Aid on it. I want to actually uproot everything and develop a strong foundation on which we can grow and build. And so what does that look like? Well, for me personally, it looks like eating a lot of healthy whole foods and really just developing a appetite for them. You know, you can change your taste buds. Your taste buds will eventually develop and start to actually even crave some of these quote-unquote healthy foods, right? And really, these foods are actually also more satiating and lower in calories when it comes to ultra-processed foods. Therefore, you can actually eat a plate of food and not worry about how many calories are on that plate because you know that that food is just naturally going to be lower in calories. It's going to be naturally more satiating, so you're less likely to overeat. And overall, it's just going to take a lot of the thinking process out of eating, right? You just know that you're eating food that is going to nourish your body. So in terms of actually developing this lifestyle and these healthy eating habits, it can be very difficult for sure. And there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, it's something that I have literally been developing ever since I was, I don't know, like 14 years old, because that's when I really started to learn about uh, my, my gut issues that I was experiencing at a young age. And so, yeah, I've been constantly developing this and tweaking and finding what works and feels best for me personally. And for that reason, I would highly recommend that if you are someone who is really looking to develop a good eating lifestyle, right? Like a whole all around lifestyle, it's, it's beyond food really, uh, then I would highly recommend finding a coach, finding a health coach, a nutritionist, something along those lines to help you lay that foundation so that you have something to actually build upon and fall back on, right? You need someone who's really gonna know how to develop that and place it in your life and take you down that path so that you're not you know, wanting to constantly fall off the path. For me personally, I love my friend Caleb Wood and the, all of the work that he's doing with his health coaching program. 
if you're looking for a coach, I know that he is uh, open for a few clients at this moment right now. So if you are looking to build that foundation, then please check out Caleb Wood Fitness. He has a great program. I know him personally. I know what his program looks like and I fully back it. Uh, he really, really knows his stuff. But honestly, just finding someone that you can really trust and has a good track record is going to be something that you would wanna look into if you are looking to really develop this practice. Now, if you have incredible discipline as a person, then yeah, of course you can just look up the information and try to apply it to your life. It's gonna take you a little bit more time to figure things out, but of course that is one way of doing it. And since this show is all about providing you with actionable knowledge, that's what we're gonna do here today. I'm gonna to give you a little bit of a footnotes quick version of basically what I would tell you to do if you wanted to start to develop a healthy eating lifestyle. And let's just say you do not have a very healthy eating lifestyle. Let's say you just eat this standard American diet, right? Which is so funny that it is abbreviated as sad um, because it is kind of a sad diet, right? Uh, so if you are eating the sad diet or the standard American diet, then these would be my recommendations to you. So the first thing that I would start off with is looking at the food that you're eating. And if you're eating a ton of ultra processed food, which if you're on the standard American diet, you are, then what I would recommend first and foremost would to first just be to lower the amounts of the ultra processed foods that you're eating. So for example, let's say you drink five Cokes a day, maybe you move that down to two Cokes a day, right? And, or maybe even you find one of these alternative Cokes that are coming out on the market. I think there's like Olipop is one of them. Uh, you know, they have much less sugar in them. So finding one of those could also be a good recommendation. Um, I personally am not a fan of the Diet Cokes. I know there's a lot of people who would say that aspartame is not that bad for you. Um, I'm not personally on that bandwagon. I don't want to consume aspartame, especially if it's up in the air and we don't know if it's good or bad, why not just abstain from it altogether? Uh, that's my personal take on it. But if you are a person that drinks, like I said, five Cokes a day, we want to lower that down to, like I said, maybe two Cokes a day. Or if that's too much for you, maybe you take it even slower and just go five to four or you know five to three Cokes a day, whatever it may be. And it's the same thing. If you're eating fast food every single day of the week, maybe you lower that to four or three times a week with the goal obviously being to eventually get that down to either none or like once a month or once every other month or something like that where it's really just truly a treat to go and enjoy fast food or a Coke or something along those lines, right? Then the second thing would be to add in as many healthy whole foods as you possibly can. As you possibly can. Now, I try to buy as much organic as possible. I understand that for many people, it is not something that is financially viable, and that's okay. Uh, as long as you are eating more fruits and vegetables, and the one place I try not to lower my standards is high quality meat, which I know is expensive, um, but that is one thing that I really try not to lower the standard on. But in general, if you're eating more fruits and vegetables, regardless if they are conventional or if they are organic, that is going to be so much more healthy for you just right there. If you are able to purchase organic, please do so because the pesticides are not something we want to be consuming. But 
If you are not able to, there is a list online called the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. It's by the Environmental Working Group, I want to say. And you can actually go and see what are the fruits and vegetables that are in the Dirty Dozen list being the most heavily sprayed ones and the ones that you should always try to buy organic, which, by the way, number one on the list consecutively year over year is strawberries. It is the most heavily sprayed product out there. I've even heard a person say that if you were to take strawberries, mash them up, and get the juice from them, you could actually go ahead and spray another crop with them because the level of pesticides are so freaking high in there. So uh, definitely avoid conventional strawberries at all cost. And then in terms of the Clean 15, that is going to be a list of fruits and vegetables that are the lowest sprayed or less likely to be sprayed uh, fruits and vegetables that you can go ahead and buy conventionally and feel confident that very likely they are going to not have pesticides on them, which is really awesome. So that's a little bit of a tip there. So just trying to include these healthy whole foods, like I said, Fruits and vegetables, we want to get as many of those in a day as possible. Trying to get different colored ones as well can be beneficial because the different colors are going to provide different types of vitamins and minerals, which are going to be beneficial for our bodies. And in terms of meat, I typically eat wild-caught salmon, um, other wild-caught fish as well. Sardines are great, um, a great source of protein. They're really clean. They're smaller fish. They're typically lower in heavy metals. Um, really honestly just can't say enough about sardines. They're really, really great for you. And also having pasture-raised chicken, right? Organic pasture-raised chicken can be great. Having grass-fed pasture-raised beef as well can be really great. These are the foods that we want to focus on. Um, I also personally love lamb. Grass-fed lamb is super tasty in my opinion. And so we want to try to include as many of these whole foods as possible into our diets, right? Maybe you're just adding them to the meals as you're starting out, right? So you're not fully away from all the ultra-processed foods, but maybe you're adding in an apple, a banana, a zucchini, you know, whatever it may be here and there, and then eventually starting to create full-on meals out of nothing but these whole foods. That would definitely be a direction I would be moving in, and eventually with the goal being that pretty much all of our meals are consisting of these whole foods. Uh, in, I know it might sound a little bland for some of you, but whole foods can actually be extremely delicious if you know how to prepare them. And there are tons of people out there with great recipes. So just use the internet. I mean, it's there for us to use and there's so much information on it and we can really uh, find some excellent recipes out there. Now, on that note, I would also recommend adding in at least a probiotic. That is one thing I am pretty big on uh, including in our diets is a probiotic, mainly because we do not get enough probiotics in our food. Um, I know that some people do enjoy eating sauerkraut and kimchi and pickled foods, and that's awesome. Um, but a lot of us are not eating enough fermented foods in our day-to-day -day lives. So getting a probiotic is definitely something I would recommend. I personally use a couple different ones. I use the Ritual Symbiotic. It has a pre, pro, and a postbiotic, so you get all three in there. Personally, that's one of my favorites. Um, and the other one would be the Pure Blend from Organifi. It's going to have some lion's mane in there, some apple cider vinegar, and then it's also going to have the probiotic and I believe prebiotic fiber in there as well, which is very important to have those two together. 
and it's a really tasty way of getting my probiotics in. So sometimes I'll use both of them. Uh, I'll take my symbiotic first thing in the morning, and then uh, if I'm really feeling it, I'll go ahead and drink the pure juice later on in the day. And on top of that, I would also add in some kind of a green juice powder if possible. Um, the reason I would say green juice powder is usually that's just the form that they come in. There are other ones like a red juice powder and, and whatnot, but a green juice powder is important because it's going to have some really good herbs and even vegetables that are just dried up and blended into a powder and you're going to get a bunch of minerals and vitamins in there in a really simple and easy way that a lot of the times can taste really good. I know that there are a lot of fans of the AG1 blend, which is absolutely a really good green juice. I have nothing against it. I've tried it myself and I enjoyed it. Um, but my personal favorite is Organifi. I just like the blend a little bit better. I like simpler ingredients um, as opposed to a super long list. I just feel more confident that I'm getting the correct amounts of each one. But honestly, they're both really, really good. So whatever your choice is, go for either one. I usually do my Organifi and I spruce it up a little bit with some Kamu Kamu powder and some mushrooms as well, some medicinal mushrooms to really help boost that green juice and make sure I'm getting a lot of minerals and vitamins uh, in my daily consumption just in case I'm not eating enough fruits and vegetables. And on top of all that, I also take spirulina and chlorella because they have 40 plus vitamins and minerals in them, plus a slew of other incredible benefits to them. So those are my three non-negotiables. I take those all the time, weekly, some of them even every single day. Um, and once again, that was the symbiotic from Ritual. That was the probiotic uh well, it's the pure blend, but it has probiotics in it from Organifi. I also do the green juice blend from Organifi, and I also do the spirulina and chlorella from Energy Bits. Now, I do have discount codes for Organifi and Energy Bits. I'll be sure to link those in the show notes. If you care to get yourself some of those, you'll get 20% off your entire order. That's just for being a listener to this show. That's my way of saying thank you to all of you. And truly, those are things that I use all the time and I find so much benefit in them because we don't eat nutrient-rich foods. And uh, for that matter, I try to supplement where possible with whole food sources. So these are things like the microalgaes and you know ashwagandha is literally just an herb. So I try to keep it as natural as possible there. Now, moving on in terms of other things that I would do to create this healthy lifestyle, would be to also drink ample amounts of water. A good way to honestly do this, and I know people have the whole, you know, take your weight, divide it in half, drink that in ounces kind of deal. For me personally, the most simple thing is to wake up in the morning, drink a 12 ounce glass of water minimum. If I can drink more, I will. And then halfway through the day, drink another 12 ounce glass of water. And then at the very last part of the day, drink another 12 ounce glass of water. Now I am drinking water in between those three glasses because I'm naturally just getting thirsty. Uh, so my intake is definitely more than just three 12 ounce glasses of water a day. Uh, but those three 12 ounce glasses of water are like a reminder and an insurance that I am actually getting in at least some water throughout the day because there are so many people that go the entire day, myself included, 
without really even drinking any water at all. And water is so, so important for our health. So that would be another thing. I would also say to sleep like a king or a queen. Sleeping is, I, I can't even, <laughs> I cannot explain enough how important sleep is. It is literally probably the most crucial thing to our health. You need sleep and so many amazing things happen to your health when you sleep. And a great way of looking at this is if you were to look at all the aspects of health, like let's say for example, food, if you didn't eat food, if you went and just fasted, well, not even fasted, let's say you were just starving, there was just no food around. I mean, you could literally go weeks without eating food and you will be okay. Um, or even if you just ate terrible foods, like, hey, you're still going to live. It might not be the most optimal life, but you'll still live. But if you don't sleep, I mean, you will literally go crazy within a matter of days. It does not take very long for you to actually become crazy by lack of sleep by just literally like 72 hours. So it is the most important thing. Our body demands it from us every single day. No excuses. <laughs> if you go one day without sleep, I mean, that's it. You, you better get to sleep the next day, right? Uh, it is so, so important. So definitely get in super quality sleep. And on top of that, do not eat one hour after waking and do not eat two to four hours before going to bed. There's many, many reasons of why you should be doing this. Um, some people would call it a form of intermittent fasting. Sure, if you want to label it that, that's fine. But essentially, we just want to give ourselves a little break here and there uh, from food. And especially pairing it up around our sleep is going to be beneficial because when we eat too close to sleep, we're going to get bad sleep. When we wake up in the morning, we have a spike of cortisol. We want to let that kind of ride out and not eat too much food at that moment in time. Give yourself that first hour to kind of wake up, drink some water, get everything moving, and then you can go ahead and have your first meal after that. So I know I was rambling there at the very last, but I hope all of that hit home and made a lot of sense. I'm going to once again give a quick little breakdown of this show so that you can have a little cliff notes version of this and then also provide you with those actionable actionable steps once again so that you can apply this knowledge in this episode. So we started off this episode talking about calories and calorie counting and is it healthy and is it sustainable? In short, yes, calories, uh, counting calories is healthy if you have weight to lose, especially because if you are overweight, losing that weight is going to be very beneficial for your health. However, is it the healthiest thing that you can do and is it good for a practice that you can have over a long period of time? No, it is not the most healthy practice that you can have. A lot of people tend to fall off the bandwagon within literally a month or two, or maybe they make it to the year mark, or maybe even the five-year mark, but eventually they almost always fall off the bandwagon and typically revert back to the ways that they were eating, which if you were just counting calories and not taking into consideration the type of food that you're eating, you're very likely going to go back to some really bad eating habits, which is something we want to avoid. So counting calories, not the most healthy thing. The most healthy thing that you can do is find a diet that is focused around longevity. If you find a diet that's focused around longevity, you're naturally going to lose some weight or lose your excess weight. 
And you're also going to build a foundation that you can grow upon and will not allow you to go back to your poor eating habits. You're going to build literally a lifestyle and change the way that you eat. So what are going to be the best ways to improve our lifestyle and create this longevity type uh, food consumption? Well, first off, if you don't know where to start, finding a good health coach can be a really good way to go. Like I said, my friend Caleb Wood, who I've had on the show on multiple episodes, would be a great person to reach out to and explore that option. If you're someone who wants to just go it alone, then these would be some of my steps that I would take if I were you, and uh, these are great places to start. So first off, start to lower the amount of ultra-processed foods that you're eating. So if it's things like soda and fast food, if you're eating or drinking those very, very frequently, start to lower the frequency in which you consume them. Um, So if it's every single week, we want to lower it to just maybe a few days a week and with the goal being to absolutely eradicate them, get get rid of them, uh, and maybe only have it as the occasional treat once a month, once every other month, whatever it may be. Number two is going to be to add in the healthy foods. These are going to be whole foods. So fruits, vegetables, meats, high quality meats, um, even, you know, nuts can fall under there. Basically, a whole food is anything that is essentially harvested straight from the source. So an apple would be a whole food, right? Because you are literally picking it straight from a tree. So that is a whole food. And processed food is anytime you start to do essentially anything to your food, is a form of processing. So a whole food is like an untouched form of food straight from nature. So we want to start adding those in to our diets. I would also highly recommend a probiotic supplement as well as a green juice and a spirulina or chlorella supplement as well. This is going to make sure that we're getting in some probiotics, which tend to really lack in our diets and can, you know, play a massive role in our gut health. And the green juice and spirulina and chlorella are going to be packed with vitamins and minerals that we might not be getting in our foods. Even if we are eating some whole foods, uh, we might not be eating enough of them. So those are kind of a way of ensuring that you're getting the proper nutrients. And then on top of that, I would recommend drinking ample amounts of water. A great way of doing this is drinking three 12 ounces 12 ounce glasses of water a day to make sure you're at least getting in those three. Um, If you can up that even more to five, that would be excellent. Uh, But those are going to be ways of making sure that you at least get some water in. That is probably not going to be enough. You'll you'll still need to drink more, um, but it's a good way of making sure we're at least drinking some water throughout our day. Sleep like a king or a queen. Sleep is literally one of the most important things when it comes to our health. Cannot say this enough. Get good sleep. Number And then the last one is going to be do not eat one hour after waking up and do not eat two to four hours before going to bed. And that is going to do it for today's episode, y'all. I hope you found some benefit from this. Um, Hopefully I clarified whether counting calories is good or bad. Um, Really, it's neither. Um, It's a great tool when you need it, but it is not something that you should be using for sustainable terms uh, because most people tend to fall off with it and you can eat pretty bad food while still counting calories. So hopefully clarify that up for you all a little bit. And hopefully also you feel like you left with some actionable steps that you can actually apply to your life. 
That is literally my goal here. I am trying to find all these health topics and share them with you because when I was a kid and I was going through all of these health issues, I didn't have anyone to provide me with this kind of knowledge. You know, I went to uh, a traditional doctor and um, was essentially told that there was not much that I could really do. So I had to figure out a lot of this on my own. And, uh, you know, luckily I had a teacher back in the day that kind of opened my eyes to a lot of this, but that's my goal. I'm just trying to really help all of you, provide all of you with this amazing health knowledge and you know, if it doesn't serve you, then leave it. And if it does serve you, then please take it, run with it, do whatever you want, apply it to your life and hopefully see some benefit. Um, and if you really enjoyed today's episode, please, it goes so far to just leave a rating or a review does not take very much of your time at all. If you're on Apple podcast, you can leave a written review. I love to read those and see what all of you are thinking. And um, if you're finding some benefit from the show and by leaving that five star rating or review, you're going to help people to find this show and spread this message. Please also share this episode and this show with people who would benefit from hearing this show, whether it's a friend, a family, a loved one, whatever it may be, feel free to share this episode and spread the message, spread the love, spread the health and the wellness. And if you want to uh, check out some of the sponsors, they're all linked in the show notes. I mentioned Organifi and Energy Bits. Both of those are going to have 20% off discount codes right there in the show notes, right next to the link. And that is going to be off your entire order just for being a listener to the show. That's my thank you to all of you. And honestly, thank you all so much for tuning in. It's a pleasure for me to be here speaking to all of you and just sharing this knowledge. I literally love doing this. I do this out of the passion in my heart and just love for health and wellness. It's really a way for me to expand my knowledge on all things health and wellness and to share it with all of you and build this beautiful community. Um, please reach out to me on Instagram, touch bases with me. Let me know you're enjoying these episodes. If you want to hear anything covered in an episode, reach out to me as well. Um, I would love to hear what you want to hear more about. And yeah, just feel free to uh, reach out, share this episode. And if you listen to this show often, then you know the motto of the show is to do everything with good intentions and connect to your elements. Thank you all so much. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you on the next episode. Have a great one and peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional. Thank you.